hit it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff. It's another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. We're back. Uh, hey, back on a good uh, on a good streak here, Tony. Is that right? Uh, I just literally fell out of the car from San Diego, so. <laughs> Well, we've we've got a hectic couple of weeks, so I think we're doing well to even get out shows. Um, you've made an amazing effort. You've gone above and beyond the call of duty, so thank you for, for doing this. I know this is not our normal recording time, but, um, yeah, it sounds like you've had a crazy few weeks, almost a month now. Yeah, it's been a, been a wild month with Brazil and Chicago, and then I was just in Washington, D.C., I actually had a quite nice time in um, out at Church Key, uh, hanging out at Aslan, and uh, you know, and work shit, which sucked ass. But um, then I flew directly to San Diego, spent a couple days with Kelly there, and we picked up my Horace uh, Tony. Uh, I was picking out for myself and a, another Horace member who lives out here in the Vegas Valley. And uh, I want you to take a guess at the amount of, uh, let's just go with the amount of uh, cases of doubt. So these are 12, these are 12 pack cases. Uh, how many did I haul out of there at Horace? Having, knowing that I had not picked up but that I've been a little more selective but I was with a friend, or picking up for a friend who maybe is not quite as selective as me. I'm going to say at 12 bottles, I was going to go four, but I'm now going to push up to five cases. Tony, it was six cases total. Not a bad guess. Um, right there. I had um, about 20... Uh, I ended up taking back uh, my my ten that are allotted that are ready. We still have two allotment beers that aren't ready. It's another twelve that I had purchased over the last uh, since June, so ten months. So I think that's pretty responsible of me to only have case now. Buddy Vince, uh, he went a little he went a little heavier than me. Uh, he had about uh, four cases of his own. Because uh, he buys two of everything, so um, it was it was a shitload of stuff. <laughs> Pretty much buys everything. He bought a ton of the doses. That's the one I I skipped the doses because there's no barrel in them, just yep. all fucking sugar. So I was like, I'm pretty much bypassing these unless coconut comes up. Um, that was it. And uh, yeah, we came out with six cases. Tony, uh, why don't you take a guess at what type of car I had to load them in? Huh? I, not, now I'll give you a hint. I had I did. Reserve a full-sized sedan from Budget. Now, what do you think they gave me? But a full-size really isn't a full-size because a full-size, I think they consider luxury. Um, I'm going to say like a Toyota say Corolla. say the equivalent would have been like a Toyota Camry. Yeah. Is what they say. So you're saying a Corolla? Yeah. At Tony, they had given me a bright red Ford Mustang. Oh, nice. I know, which was very funny, and it made me a total mark on the drive from San Diego to Vegas. 
But um, uh, it was a little bit tricky to get the beers. Trunk, the trunk was big enough. That was fine. But anything else I bought, so I had some friends that had asked me to pick up some Burgeon for them. Um, and I had to get my shit in there that I because I had been traveling for a week. So pretty much like jackknifing my stuff into the back seat, which barely exists <laughs> in that thing. And uh, shoving backpacks and bags everywhere we could, cramming stuff in. Uh, maybe it was not the uh, most ideal choice, but at the same time, driving it was kind of fun. Uh, other than I'm um, just being afraid that I was going to get pulled over if I went like three over the speed limit because I <laughs> was like a sitting duck out there. Yeah, but yeah, I felt very stupid. I was highly embarrassed by it. To be fair, but did your skills from your years of traveling with Allegiant or budget airlines and having to pack every piece of clothing on your back? Did that experience come in handy in Tetrising all your goods into the Ford Mustang? Of course, uh, Kelly's pretty skilled at that too. So, yep, she she had no trouble getting everything in there. It was just me looking at it, sort of. Uh, it, it's also embarrassing when Kyle, the guy who runs Horace, gives you the cart to push your beers over to the thing. You're like, "Fuck! I have so much of this shit. God damn it!" But you, um, you're both out of state. Right. We just aren't going there very often is a thing. There is another guy picking up everything, too. Um, I do have to go back again before May because everything else comes out, and they give you pretty much two weeks to just go get everything. You have to go yep. May, which is kind of brutal. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll make it out there. Um, and even worse, I'm going to be out there again in three weeks for work, so I'm just, I'm just, I might as well move into San Diego. So. <laughs> Fine. Hey, there are worse places as a beer fan that you can you can move into. There you go. Well, Tony, what have you been up to this week? Now, I know last week you, you were uh, running a rousing poker game. Yeah, that didn't end so well. Yeah. I, I was there. up, I think, 80 at the time, and that disappeared down nine bucks. Played a little bit of poker before today's game because you were getting in from San Diego. Jesus, you should have come in an hour and a half earlier. It would have saved me a bunch of money. Um, yeah. <laughs> you get beat up again. I, well, not so much you get beat up. I just play bad. I was trying to rush mm. it. So that that's just goes with the territory. It's all swings and roundabouts in this game. Still up in general, True. but um, that's the way it goes. Uh, but outside of Baker, I've been... Uh, getting ready for this art show that I've got on in Easter, so That's I right. think, think I've got everything ready to go. Uh, just need to. What are you put? What are you putting out there? A it's few scarves. The, what's the art going to be? Yep. Okay. So some art woven scarves and also some of my paintings, some of my encaustic paintings. We went to a place in in Oceanside. There it was very close to our hotel. It was called Canvas, but it was, of course, spelled in a weird way. It was like K-N-V-S or something. And um, they uh, were doing a – their their, rest, their concept of the restaurant is that the drinks and the food are paired with a local artist. So they have all the art hanging around the, um, yep. the restaurant, and they have the drinks have names like that they're related with the art, and the food is somehow built around the idea – after talking with the artist and all this stuff is built around the paintings is, it was kind of a, kind of a very, uh, very, um, like, I don't know how to describe it. It was a very gentrifying concept. I would say. Yes. feels like the output of, of over gentrification, but, um, to be fair, the cocktails were yummy. So, I mean, it was fine. I get it. And, um, 
I don't necessarily hate the idea, but I think it's if it was just like one painting and one drink rotating every few months, I think that's fine. But to have your whole concept of your restaurant around it, I think is a little. Right. It's not even. It's elitist in a way because it it's not really breaking down area, any of the barriers with art. It's sort of saying, "Have a look at this art." It actually establishes one additional barrier. Yep. Uh, of having to buy a fourteen dollar uh, cocktail, so <laughs> uh, you know it's it. The the art was kind of cool. It was a little bit loud for my personal tastes. Um, I would say, but there it was thoughtful and it was well done. Um, not yep. everything's for me. That's fine. But um, yeah, it was uh, that was something else. Uh, so yeah, uh, Oceanside's got a whole. <coughs> Sorry, Tony. Oh, Jesus. You were okay. My man's dying uh, over there. Uh, Give that uh, artificial uh, valve a few pumps. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh yeah, but it was uh it was it was an interesting situation. Yep. Um Yeah, Washington DC, I went there, Tony, and I saw all the clowns is uh, that are in Washington. That's kind of cool, huh? What clowns? Like politician clowns or clown clowns? Um, I didn't actually see any politicians. Um, I I did uh, didn't really get to see anything. I walked up to the Washington Monument. Um, my theory on the Washington Tony, hear me out on a theory I had on the Washington Monument. Okay, Rando. Uh, are, you are you familiar with this thing? Yeah, I know. I heard the Rando conspiracy theories, and I had to form one. <laughs> so you're familiar with this thing, right? It's just a big fucking pole. Yep. You know? My theory is. And, and this happened because I was walking past all the other buildings that are in DC. So I walked past uh, like the um, like the FBI building, and the IRS was there. And I walked past some other government stuff. Theory with the Washington Monument is that it's it exists only as a distraction from people going to other buildings in Washington. They're trying to keep us away. Going and hanging around the FBI or something. Well, isn't that it? Doesn't do anything. It has no point. It's just a bit. It's like the St. Louis Arch, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. But isn't that the point of all public spaces? When you don't have a public space, it encourages people to go to buildings. So yeah, you're correct. But I don't know whether it's Ice. conspiracy. I got one. All right, <laughs> perfect. Me and me and Rando are on the board. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the space, like, the place, a place exists to get people to go and not go to other yeah. places. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> What's the? All right, all right, fine. See, all right, I'll take an easy dub there. Um, just well, as I was saying it, I was like, well, the it's not like any business gets done at the Lincoln Memorial. What's the? The point is to hang out in that space, and yeah, yeah I, I walked around it a little bit. Um, there were a lot of people there. Uh, the cherry blossoms were there. Those were cool. They looked great. Um, and I was going to go down to the Lincoln Memorial, but it was so, f it was actually, uh, it was had the Vegas, you know, Vegas syndrome where you look at something and you're like, oh, that's not too far. Yes. And then yeah. you start walking there and you're like, ooh. Yeah, it has. Actually, this is quite far. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't got any bigger, as I've done a mile's worth of walking. It's still exactly the yeah, same has, size. I think it was that. Is that disease? So I looked down there and I was like, I think I'm I'm getting an illusion here. I think this is going to be farther than I want to walk. Yep. Um, so so, so we'll have to save that for another visit. 
So did you actually go anywhere on your walk or you just did a couple of hundred meters and thought, stuff it? It's too no, far. I, I had to go from the hotel, so I walked. Um, my hotel was pretty far away, so it was a 40-minute walk uh, for okay. me, you know, tall, yeah. tall and... Uh, you cover the ground well. ...capable of walking um, at, normal, at a moderate pace. So it took me 40 minutes to get down there because it was like two and a half miles maybe. Yep. I walked down there and back. That was a five-mile walk, so that was about as good as I was going to... As much damage as I think I was going to do because I had That's dinner plans at, at five thirty. So I huffed it down there, took a look at the the trees, saw some of the interesting buildings. I heckled the FBI for a while. I got hauled off by the cops and got out of there. Nice. That's the way to go. You want any lists? Yeah. Some don't fly lists or yeah, I was able to get on lists. a list. Um. Yeah, I was able. I, you know, I saw some. Um, uh, I saw I saw Ford's Theater, Tony. That was something I saw. Um, it's uh, it's next to a Hard Rock Cafe now. Hey, tragedy plus time. Tragedy plus time equals put a Hard Rock Cafe. Is that the one where Lincoln place. got killed at? Is that? He got yeah, he got killed at the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, <laughs> no, at Ford's Theater is yeah. Okay. <laughs> across the street is like the house where Lincoln died, and then you keep going like Hard Rock Cafe. I didn't know those things were still in business. It's like Hard Rock Cafes and Planet Hollywood, would, in my mind, they're sort of mixed up together. I don't know whether Planet Hollywood still exists, um, but obviously the Hard Rock does yeah. because they're having a casino come to Vegas pretty shortly. Well, I mean, there's I mean, there's a Planet Hollywood casino in Vegas too. So. Yeah, but that place know. is a dump. I think we spoke about that last time, didn't we, about what a mess it, it is. To- dude. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. Famously, where I uh, first met, one of the first places I hung out with Brian was at the Heart Bar. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. There you go. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Tony. Yes. Uh, I think that's that's what I've been up to. Brazil, Chicago, D.C., San Diego. Guess what? Now I'm now I'm here in Vegas. Got my eyes set on uh, some gambling wins. Uh, a nice, you know, a nice relaxing few weeks here before I huff it out to San Diego. And guess what's right after around the corner from that is the Mickler beer celebration, Tony. And I can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. What month is that? Is that next month or it's still a couple of months? Away? It's early. It's early May. So okay. essentially I'll leave for New York City a month from today. Nice. And then I'll be in Copenhagen shortly after that. So. That's going to be sweet. Is that so the shortest way to that. get to Copenhagen for you? Is to fly out of New York? No, I was just. Gonna, I went to New York for just because I wanted to go to New York because we haven't really ever been there. Yep. Um, so we're going to hang out for a few days in New York City, then go. But the fastest way I think would be to fly to London direct. I can fly to London nonstop from Vegas now. So. Um, How do they compare internationally as hubs? I know Chicago's a pretty national hub, but. Internationally, are they they similar in the amount of destinations oh, no, you can get? No, Chicago has Chicago has dozens and dozens more places you can get to. Okay. we can get to like we have a London, we have at least one London a day, maybe two London a day on two different airlines. We have um, uh, we have a flight to Panama, I think, uh, on one of the South American airlines. We have Korea, you know, yep. we can go to Seoul. And maybe and KLM is here going to Amsterdam, and I think there's somebody going to Frankfurt too. 
and maybe there's another one or two that's it but we don't have we you know we don't have any of the none of the domestic airlines fly internationally from vegas oh. um, they all yeah so when you go to chicago the thing is you get american airlines is flying you yeah you know, anywhere same with united you know um there tony tony's getting an important phone call yeah all right. Well, Tony had an important, uh, some important business to attend to. Thank God he's back. Uh, you guys don't know. It could be a whole day later right now. But uh, in in the mind in, in in the mind's eye, it's merely seconds, or even maybe like a minute or two. Might have it might have been. Uh, I don't know. It's crazy. But that's crazy. What's happening with DeSantis, right? Like, oh yeah, right. Yeah, it's. I mean, we we hit Uh, record, and I know it's been a little while, but I wouldn't have expected that. It's you know what Uh, the um, I can't believe he was able to spread his hole that wide open. It's got a goatsy effect, really. I know, but it's kind of like a goatsy mixed with like a sinkhole kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it's. I was going to say black hole, but that's that's a touch too far. But sinkhole, it's going to be a. It's gonna be a tough look for his upcoming presidential run, I think. So we'll have to see how uh, how the how the fans take it. You know, Trump said he could kill a guy on the street, and can and DeSantis stretch his hole wider than a grapefruit? You know, those are just two things you have to you have to decide what you're willing to deal with. You know, yeah. Hey, remember it is a a pudding a pudding pouch. You can store his pudding in there for when he's got cutlery. Pudding. That's right. That's that's correct. So. Right, Tony. We'll see how it goes, but uh, uh, oh I apologize uh, I for think, that. Um, that was my yeah, fault. I loved it actually. I think we should move on to the bit that I almost forgot that we do every week because I don't ever remember anything. We should quickly do a round of Griff's XFL recap, which oh. has no stinger. Uh, so why don't we do a quick run of Griff's XFL recap? Where I recap uh, things that happened on the XFL website, if anything, and uh, uh, if there's um, uh, the scores of the games, actually, too. So, first of all, I would like to say we still do not have a tab. Uh, just as a heads up, we still do not have a tab that will tell you the scores of the games, of course. That does not exist. But not um, even the can, highlight anymore, because that's what they were doing. You can now see the top and the top panel. Uh, of the main page, they show the score of the most recent game, uh, and that's it. You can get one game, and you can now click on some highlight um, headlines. So they'll tell you like, the the highlights um, of certain, uh, maybe like videos, I think, post-game press conferences. So uh, do we have a week six recap this week? Um, ooh, I don't. I think so. I think they may have eliminated the full week recap. Uh, oh my god, they got rid of it. All 4,000 words of the recap have been shit. They got rid of the XFL Rewind. Well, this what? sucks. This is a whole so point they got rid of this of, bit. It's, it's most of the point of the bit is to find out if the scores are on the page. Or if the um, or what the word count of the recap is, but it doesn't exist. They have videos now, so now you go into highlights, San Antonio Brahmas, and 
uh, Arlington Renegades and you just see like a video of the highlights. That's it. There is no, there's no rewind anymore. This, boy, this is really sad. Um, there was a video for, there is a thing for the week ahead. The week ahead, that's a new one. They have a week, they have like a upcoming week, um, log now. Now, but we can get the word, we can get a word count on this because it is the same guy. Week ahead blog. He's gone from week behind to week ahead. And this is uh, the 3,300 words. So, you know, he's he's getting cut down a little bit. He's gotten edited by like five or 600 words since his last one. Um, so that's awesome. As far as the scores of the game, uh, let me just go into ESPN.com. Uh, go to the dots menu because you because it's not anywhere near the main page. Go below X Games uh, and WWE and World Baseball Classic to XFL, where we can find the scores of last week's games, uh, in which the San Antonio Brahmas beat the uh, Renegades uh, fifteen to nine. Arlington Renegades, if I recall. Uh, with with our with our podcast dad Brian Malika in attendance, the St. Louis Battlehawks beat up on the Vegas Vipers, twenty nine to six. Brian's Brian's luck stays true uh, as the as the Vipers get absolutely wasted by the uh, by the Battlehawks of St. Louis uh, at Cashman Field in front of the home crowd and everything. Good lord. And then the Sea Dragons of Seattle beat the Orlando Guardians, the 0-6 Orlando Guardians, 26-19. And then the D.C. Defenders, uh, who are now 6-0, beat the Houston Roughnecks, 37-26 at Audi Field in Washington. So there is your XFL update. Awesome. So, Tony, that's that's all I got for our... Uh, part of the show where we just bullshit at the beginning and uh, talk about various holes. Uh, so why don't we move into a little bit of some Discord chat, huh? All right, we're going to keep it tight on this one since we got a big bracket okay. coming up today and we started a little late. But um, and I do want to point out a, a, a couple pictures that I like here. Nick Torque drinking a beer and eating a dessert that sounded very good. It was the Flamingo Pink Sour Cheesecake with a crumblicious honeycomb and toffee stout. This is at Dayton's, apparently his local tap room. The food here looks good, too. Nice little, like, charcuterie plate with some nice-looking pickles. Burger in here, maybe. And then um, this cheesecake that looked good with this toffee stout. This looks, looks pretty nice, so... It is legit. Uh, shout out to shout out to Nick Torque for that and all the number of other uh, things I'm sure he was drinking. Um, just to recap, he is now at 130 of 142 um, breweries in uh, Victoria that he's visited. Uh, with the ones I think relevant that he added this week being Anvil, Mansfield, yep. and Point On Point Brewery in Alexandra. 
Um, and hell, I even posted a god dang picture in here because I went to Church Key, so I'm just patting myself on the back. Um, I went there immediately after landing from the airport, so I wasn't sure if I'd be able to get to go again. And then I ended up going twice more during the week because <laughs> I was like, I'd get out of work dinner at like 7.30. I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to go have a beer. So um, I went back, and, and one night I maybe extended myself a bit because I wanted to try They had a Jackie O's barley wine, but only in bottles. And I was like, well, I have to have it. So I coughed up the 13 bucks and Bargain. Had, to huck down 12, had to huck down 12 ounces of barley oh. wine. I'll buy my lonesome. But. Sorry for your luck. Like, uh, I, I, know. I, I really I had, feel for you. I had, to ch- I had to chug a little bit of water when I got back. I was fine. It was all right. Um, I do want to point this thing out that Nick posted uh, and get your feeling on this. This is in the In the Kitchen group. Okay. Thank you. Channel, for sorry. Uh, it's the full roast dinner in a Yorkshire pudding burrito. Yes. is Look at it. You're, you're on this. You're liking this. Well, you've had a Yorkshire pudding. You've spent plenty of time in England. They're fucking delicious. I love Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, they're amazing. So if it's a well-made Yorkshire pudding, I, I used to treat them like a pie and fill, fill them up like a pie and eat them as a pie shell. With the roast and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is the way to go. I love a Yorkshire uh, batter um, and to spread it out flat and then wrap wrap it around stuff. I'm a big fan. You're into this. Yeah, it yep, looks pretty good. I, I'd say I'm into it. I think I would feel I, – I mean, I can't imagine how bad I would feel after eating this, but – Oh, you're never going to feel good. Look, you're not eating a Yorkshire pudding to feel great. We're not saying, oh, you're going to feel amazing like you've had a, a, a chia shake. No, it's, this is this is lead for your gut. But is it delicious lead? Hell yes, it's delicious lead. Good point. All right. This, so this thing does look good. I'm I'm into it, Nick. Uh, I I support this thing. I hope this was you eating it. I hope this came. Maybe yes. I don't know if this is a picture he took or. I don't know. If, um, if not, but if you had it, Nick, you got to tell us how it was. Um. So good. Otherwise, I think I hope it's got brown gravy in it. Oh, that's about everything I think we need to cover this week because um, yeah, we got a bracket to there's get. There's other to. stuff in here, but I want to keep it keep it tight on this one. Oh, I did want to welcome back our friend Corey, who is back in the uh, who is back in the in the group. Um, maybe we can quickly answer his question. Um, heck, we could even call this a uh, mail keg question if we if we want. He didn't put it in there, but I think it deserves it. I still don't know why there's a laugh at the end. That's what, it's like it's like there's a Vincent the... Price. Is there a... No, that's just the. Anyways, echo. he put it in the show chat. Um, so he said he finally listened again after about a two-month hiatus. As we know, he had been ill. Yep. He asked if we could do a recap episode. He doesn't have twelve free hours to listen to the episodes I missed. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. So. Uh, I, I don't know if we can do a recap episode, but Tony, can you summarize what you think was important about the last couple months? Uh, we decided on a bracket format that we were going to pump out before the end of March. We failed in doing that. We gave a shout out to you, mm. my good friend. Um, we waffled Love a lot. Love to guess at what episode it's in. <laughs> Try them all. Yeah, we, we're not going to give you timestamps. We'll just give you a repeat. Mm. Um, we talked a lot of NBA. Boy, how bad are Dallas doing at the moment? 
Oh, they, oh yeah, what's going on with them, huh? Ooh. They they suck. The West, that is not the standings I thought we would get at the start mm. of the year. I didn't didn't think we would have OKC that high up uh, this right. point in the year. But, um, yeah, so we spoke a lot about the NBA. We talked a lot about MAFCO. Uh, I've got a little bit of in, in involvement in that. That um, news will be coming soon. Um, so... This works as a shout-out to both Corey and um, to keep Nick updated because he asked in the Discord about when he should come and visit Mafco. I spoke to Jimmy the Brewer. He should have a full range of beers up and running in the next six to eight weeks, at least four or five taps worth of beer. He's struggling getting the keg cleaned at the moment. They do have two beers on tap and both delicious especially when you're drinking them straight out of the fermenters. Nice. All right. Is there anything else that I've missed in our coverage? Of course, your travels, uh, but he may... I would, argue that, I, would argue that, I would argue that every show of this show is really just a recap of everything we've talked about until now. It's, you could, I, I think our show um, is non-canonical, I would say. <laughs> yep. So uh, you can pretty much just jump in and, and maybe find out stuff we did years ago. Uh, really... I would say I think TAI has the same vibe. Um, maybe well, TAI is not. That's not true because TAI has a lot more canonical moments um, that I think make it sometimes hard to get back in. Um, we don't really have that. We just we just kind of keep rolling with it. Badly. <laughs> now, why did you choose canonical? Is that on your word of the day car- calendar? Because it's a delightful word. Don't get me you're, wrong, but uh, canon, like like you have yeah, a, when I, you have a sitcom or a TV. You know, what is canon in The Simpsons? Now we know t- the Treehouse of Horrors aren't canon. No, but uh, we know that you know uh, most of the other stuff is right. Well, who shot Mr. Burns? Is that considered canon? I think so. Yeah, it okay. gets mentioned in other episodes as being an event that occurred. So, yeah. Um, even Frank Grimes, I think, is pretty much full on canon at this point. So, Ooh, um, really? Is yeah, because it? It, gets, it gets brought up all the time. And there's another episode where his like kid shows up or some shit. It's uh, it's I thought pretty. They wild. never mentioned him again. There you go. Oh, I tell you who's. It was on my, but it was on my word of the day calendar. Yes. Um, the um, Armin Tanzarian. Would you consider that canon? That is not canon. No, that got, that got like they uh, they got they eliminated that like immediately. They even hated it enough for or just made a joke about it right away that said, um, uh, "We'll never speak of this again." Uh, you know, we officially changed your name to Seymour Skinner, and it's ban- you're banned from mentioning that this ever happened. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right, Tony. That's the Discord for the week. If you guys want to join our Discord and chit chat with us, get in here. Send us a note on Instagram. Click the link on our website. Uh, yep. or send us an email at, um, at, yeah, at any of those. Sorry, okay, I, go ahead. I went a bit early, but let's do it. Griff's Logger of the Week. Griff's Logger of the Week. Sir, it is your segment. What was your Lager of the Week? I'm sure you've, you've got something absolutely sorted. Yeah, uh, Tony, I got to go dig real quick through my Instagram and or Instagram, my untapped and find this here. It is lower 
the beer was called Lower by Halfway Crooks Beer. Halfway Crooks is in Atlanta. Yes, I'm right. Yep. Uh, they do specialize in making lager. They made my sweatshirt that says lager on it uh, that I had shown everyone a while back. Uh, yeah, Lower by Halfway Crooks, a German Pilsner. Very, very, very tasty. Poured off the side pour at Church Key. Um, it's oh, they call it an American Pilsner with American hops, American Pilsner malt, subtle pepper, delicate tangerine, a wisp of grapefruit, malt derived honeysuckle, and a finish that is nice and dry. Perfect for this section of time. Five point five percent. There you go, Tony. Want to guess the rating on that logger there? Oh, three point seven four. He's close, but not close enough. 2.89. Okay. For, uh, that halfway torque. Pretty good for a logger, though. Tony, how about you? Any logger you're yeah. taking down this week? Um, I think it's just called Mafco Lager. It was designed for a guy I went to kinder with, his wedding, and it's now available in Mafco. So it's their first lager. It's not terrible. It's not outstanding. Um, really middle-of-the-road Australian Craft, even though I hate that word, you know, um, non CUB. Yeah, I have the same feeling. CUB produced lager, non macro lager. So it's exciting to have something Perfect. that uh, can be consumed on a hot day, even though we're heading into cooler weather now. So the, it would have been nice to have it a couple of months ago. I think it would have really solved particularly well. Yeah. it's. Uh, is it cooling off there now? It is. Um, Today's okay. a nice 24 degrees. I'll be going out for a walk, but uh, every other day this week is headed to the low 20s. So, and yesterday was pretty yeah. miserable. All right. Well, Tony, let's uh, figure out what your beer of the week is, huh? Tony, beer of the week. Let's hear it. Honorable mention to Chicken Duck Woman. Great name, great can art, decent beer Big name. from Mountain Culture. But my beer of the week is a beer that I've had, I think, the other two versions. Um, and that's from Dayton's. You mentioned them earlier. I wonder whether Nick has had this at the tap house at his local. Apocalypso 3. Um, they tend to brew it every year. It was started during the pandemic. Really, really tropical, hazy. Um, comes across with huge sort of pineapple notes. So I'm a big, big fan of that beer. What about yourself, hey, Tony? Dave? That sounds good. Uh, I got I to throw, um, I'll throw out the barley wine that I drank at Church Key from Jackie O's I just mentioned. It's called Prodigality. Uh, it is a uh, good old Maris Otter uh, barley wine. Uh, a portion of the first runnings were boiled and reduced, triggering the Maillard reaction, through which the vigorous heating of sugars added deeper color and flavor, and it took a prolonged nap, 24 months in bourbon barrels. Uh, this shit was excellent. Really, really good. Very, very caramelly. Um, top-notch barley wine. 
806 check-ins at 14%. Tony, hit me with the rating on this Jackie O's very tasty barley wine. Oh, this has got to be this has got to be high. 4.47. Almost on the dot. 4.46. Um, that's really close. Nice job, Tony. And uh, another one I wanted to uh, point out as being very good was I had a hazy IPA. Had not had a lot of those lately. This one was really excellent. It was from the Vale called Strange and Eternal 4. Quadruple dry hopped IPA with Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Motuika. Only 6% on this, and it was perfect. I mean, it was nice to have a, a hazy that wasn't like total ass whipping um, alcohol level. So this tasted yep. great, had all the flavor, not nearly any as much as of the of the booze. So really quite enjoyable. I, I really liked it. Um, so the Vale, uh, that's right there in Virginia. I would love to go down there, but I have to get down to Richmond, which is about 100 miles from, from D.C. That wasn't going to happen this time around. All right, Tony, that's our beers of the week. That's our lager of the week. That's Discord. That's the XFL recap. Let's move on to our, our continuing. Uh, well, we're plowing through the segments here. Let's do some hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Now, if you're going to talk canon with our show, um, this is perhaps the most canonical thing that we do. It's almost without fail. Occasionally we do, don't do Lager of the Week. That was a late addition to the canon, but uh, this has been since about show three or four we've been doing this segment. So, yeah, true I know, canon. and I, I thought it was like a short-lived bit, but it turns out it's a much longer lived bit. My favorite part about this segment is sometimes I don't even read the news article or try to find one. <laughs> I just get like a tweet and I sort of like go off of it. But so this is what I got today. Uh, I actually had, I was driving back and Kelly found this and I, I'm like, send this to me. This is from free work for me. I don't have to do this. It's a, uh, it's uh, the beer markets. Strangest innovation has arrived. Powdered beer. I swear to God, we've talked about this before. It's brewed conventionally, then processed and prepared into a water-soluble beer powder granulate. And its main selling point is massive savings on transport since it can be shipped at 10% of the weight. And water is heavy. So this is made by, and, and then I, I just put a news article in there, Tony, from the New York Post, reputable source. Of course. Um, this is from Nizeller Klosterbrau, a German brewery that's been in the industry for almost 500 years. Um, you add a couple spoons of powder in the glass, add water, give it a stir, and uh, beer comes out, I guess. Um, it's non-alcoholic, so oh. it's one difference, one core difference, I would say, of uh, from uh, beer, that uh, there's no booze in it. Now, what's but, really the point of this? Now, I can understand an alcoholic version being a part of this. Um to remote places, to places that don't have access to decent transport, you could airdrop it in. It makes sense for really remote, hard-to-reach locations. But if it's non-alcoholic, are you mixing it with vodka or is it an NA beer? And, of course, NA beers aren't known for their particular quality at this point. Um, mm. And I doubt this would even reach those quite lowly standards, really. Yeah, I I don't think this this doesn't make me. I don't have a lot of belief this will taste good. 
um, I have to say. So I, I think I'm out on this for now until um, until somebody I trust starts doing this, um, and I'll then I'll get in there. So then if if Vine Steffener comes in and says like we made a we made a Hefeweizen that tastes exactly like our Hefeweizen, all right, yep. give it a shot, but. Uh, I don't know if I trust uh, these guys to make something that, and especially this guy who has super Elon Musk brain in this article says, Mr. Fritch has said his uncanny ideas stem from a simple question. He asks himself each morning, how can I destroy my own company? If I think of a possibility to destroy my own company, someone else may do it. And so we are developing pretty nice things here. So this is very like innovator brain, you know, um, inventor brain, um, And that's a you know you gotta you gotta not be that I guess is what I would say. Um, uh, inventor brain is like a disease, and I, I would encourage anyone who wants to learn more about inventor brain to listen to the delightful podcast called Your Kickstarter Sucks. Where they talk about guys with uh, inventor brain all the time because they're fucking stupid and they make like they just make up shit. So because there's plenty of innovation left in the beer world but it's not always on the consumer shop side of things. I think we've got packaging pretty close to dialed and this is another form of packaging when you think about it. It's it's taking um, convenience as far as transportation goes to a whole nother level that doesn't need to be there. This guy thought of how can I destroy my own company and uh, or how will somebody take me out? And he said, oh, they might do it with powdered beer. I don't know, dude. Nope. Like, that's sort of a stretch to me. Anyways, I kept scrolling down to the New York Post uh, with all their sponsored stories here. They have a shitload of them. I hear this one. A surgeon, enlarge prostate. Do this immediately. It's genius. And it is an old man uh, who is doing sort of a wild pose back bend pose with his knees bent under him and sitting on his feet that's very weird and then there's my teacher said i'd go nowhere in life now she pays one thousand or sorry now he pays one one k for my sexy snaps (laughs) that's creepy Um, that's pretty creepy and uh brain surgeon do this to relieve tinnitus and hearing loss it's a picture of like the inside of a your lime, I would say, right? Isn't a finger lime the one with all the little balls in there? I can't hear you. I've just got this constant ringing. What were you saying? <laughs> yes, it, it is a finger yeah, lime. Well, it's like you, the, the little gotta, ball sacks of lime. Yeah, yeah, you got to eat. You got to eat a finger lime. That should probably do it. You guys have those there. Yeah, you eat one of those, and maybe those will help your tinnitus. If I could understand what you're saying, I'm just trying to lip read at the moment. That's why I get you to put the <laughs> camera on. You said something about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tinea. I think said you, I was, said, you said something about you said something about fingering. Yeah. Um. You you get tinea right, from moving fingering. on. That's true. <laughs> you know what? I've, I'm hearing that more and more, Tony. I'm hearing it more and more. Uh. So this is from Eater. Uh, Eater Chicago. Will baseball's new pitch clock threaten ballpark beer sales? Now, Tony, I don't know how much you know about American baseball, but um, they have a rule they're putting in here where they're going to install, they're going to have pitch clock. So you have only a certain amount of seconds now to throw the fucking ball to the batter. Instead of 
going stepping off, stepping on, stepping off, stepping out of the batter box, stepping in the batter's box, yep. and doing that game of chicken for about two minutes. You now will have to pitch the ball to the guy, and you have to be there to receive a pitch uh, within a certain amount of uh, seconds. Oh, trust me, now, I'm familiar with this. It is blowing up on TikTok. Everybody that is gaming the system, um, people are blowing up about it. Pitches that are deliberately waiting for somebody to step out of the box and then uh, batters playing chicken with the pitcher uh, for their yeah. one time out, um, playing with the pitch counts. It's, uh, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's something that's needed with baseball because baseball, as an outsider, is kind of dull. I get that it's a pastime. But you can't really call it a scintillating sport. Maybe no, in a World not. Series where you get sucked into the whole narrative of seven games, maybe then I could sort of get on board. But for me, I've tried to get involved with it, but the games are so filled with them. It takes forever. Yeah. And it's similar I tend to, to agree. In, yes. in many respects. But the amount of pitches that get delivered because of this whole in and out of the batter box. You said two minutes. I'm sure there were some gaps just between pitches that were much longer than that last year with with them playing chicken with one another. I think it's a smart move. I think it'll take some adjusting, but I, I, I'm guessing within two years it'll be a non-issue and I think it'll be a part of the game the same way it is in the NBA. I think it'll be I just guess as you sure. Like the shot it'll clock. Be, it'll be fine. So um, the theory that's being hoisted up here, so uh, I guess last year these rules shortened games by 25 minutes. Uh, so that's the a idea chunk being of here that it's a chunk of that's a meaningful amount of time. I mean, these games typically last upward up to and upwards of three hours. Yep. You hack off 25 minutes. That's a nice little savings. You get out of traffic, all that stuff. You turn off your TV and try to go to sleep. Any of that stuff, you know. Um, How many so the games in a regular season? 162, Tony. They play 162 games. And for Brian, that's not enough. He would bet on them all year round if he had to. So that's 4,050 minutes you would save over the course of a year. Or 60. If you watch every one of your team's games, you yep. you get back whatever that is, 60 times Sixty-seven point five hours. I mean, you, you get like eight. You get yeah. You get like sixty, seventy hours back. That's pretty good. Yep. Um, and if you're one of those chronic adventure guys, just think of all the things you could create in your mind um, if you just sat around thinking for sixty-seven hours. You know. I, I I've come up with could something. Could be Elon Musk. We've had Elon beer Musk. as a powder. What about beer as a gas form? And you've got to chill it with liquid nitrogen <laughs> to put it back into suspension. Perfect. Boy, I mean, nobody's going to take us out for that. Now, that would pack really well, actually, probably. You know, it'd be pretty – that gas doesn't take up hardly any space. And and the uh, thing is, you can put you it just in break, a balloon you just, and, then, and float it over to China. What if you just vaporized it and you just sat there breathing it? Now you're onto something. And now, now it, it's mixing two crazes. Um, Vaping, you get some vape lung and some beautiful – some beautiful beer, some barrel-aged, uh, barrel-aged vapes. That's what we need. So Lance Lynn, the pitcher for the White Sox, said, when it's all said and done, we want to speed up the game so fans don't have to sit there as long. He also singles out an integral part of the ballpark experience, commerce. 
It's going, but he said it's also going to be interesting when they don't spend as much time buying merchandise and stuff. And Chuck Garfine, the host of the podcast, said, and beer. Um, so uh, it stands to reason that if these new rules shorten the game, the ripple effect will mean less time for beer vendors to serve fans. So there's not much uh, like from a mathematical standpoint to theorize how much beer sales might be out. So retired beer vendor Lloyd Rutsky sold beers at Wrigley Field and formerly known as Sox Park. 55 years i could sell 20 beers in two minutes uh so he his gut is that sales will be affected one way or the other he's just not sure how that would be funny if they sold more i'm not sure how that would (laughs) i'm sure how that would happen but my guess is that um if people drink two beers during the game they will still have plenty of time for that i don't know i guess I guess maybe you're losing in like the people who are getting fucked up. You can't buy beer after the seventh inning. Um, it's hot out. You're you're the, the only thing that's stopping you from drinking more beer is just yourself. So I think you're just just speeding up your your time period, right? So there, yeah. you're like, yeah. I mean, the only reason I don't have another one when it's so hot, I have uh, is because you have to finish them by the seventh, or you have to only buy them before the seventh inning, which will still be the rule. Also, you don't want to get fucked up because it's expensive to get fucked up at the baseball game. So, um, also, it's just not very fun. So, um, I don't know how much it's going to change. Maybe a small percentage decrease. I don't know what you think. A couple percentage points here. I, I think for time aspect, I think you are going to see a drop off, and but it will be with the binge drinkers. How much that has an effect on your bottom line? I really doubt it would have much, and I think you can. See Simply make that up by just charging a little bit more. It wouldn't put anybody off. I these, these people these people who are making so much money. It's yeah. like crazy. It's this is uh, this is what happens when you make a change, and then people are looking at every lab condition that doesn't really affect it in the real world. They have to they have to generate everything. Yeah. Yeah, because. Well, if people are really that set on drinking at the ballpark, won't they just arrive earlier? Won't it just push the dollars into um, pubs and bars surrounding? You know some who's of those not places? worried about this shit? The Cubs fucking own the whole area around the stadium. Yep. So all you're doing is moving your beer purchase from one part of the fucking shit to another. They're still getting the money or whatever share of it they would get. Yep. You, if you go over to the Lucky Door. Cubs own the building. <laughs> they leased it to the Lucky Door. I mean, it's just it. Um, they probably have revenue shares set up at these places. I mean, it's it's crazy. So, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. The White Sox are different. I know they don't own the whole fucking area around um, the cell, but uh, it's it's or whatever the fuck the stadium's called anymore. I don't know. But the uh, the the Cubs own everything. They own like the whole block. Around Wrigley Field, so they'll they'll be fine. You just all you, I, I think a lot of these teams do that. They own like yep. area around the stadium. I know the the St. Louis Cardinals do. You're just moving your beer purchase from being in the stadium to be at the Bud the Budweiser fan deck or whatever it is. You know, it doesn't really doesn't really matter. In the end, I would say pretty close to irrelevant would be my guess. All right. 
Let's move on. Tony, uh, we we took a week off of the bracket. We are through two regions. Sadly, the NCAA tournament is coming to an end this weekend <laughs> uh, with the Final Four. Tony, I think the Final Four teams are who? Miami, uh, Florida Atlantic is in it. That's a big deal. Uh, UConn is in it. And San Diego State. I just came from there. Yeah, San Diego State. So San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, and, and UConn and Miami. Four teams left. What do we got? We got an Eastern. We got a Southeastern. We got a West. And we have a... I say it was the other, And another Southeast. So we have two Florida teams. All right. So not every region we did is represented. But the East is. Today we'll be doing the old Untrapped Bracket. With our East Region Breweries. Why don't you hit that Untrapped song, huh? Did you like that human nice. delay? That was great. That's why I jumped on the end of that. I thought you were going to go around again. Give us like four repeats. I, was, I essentially got a, we were doing a round. Yeah, it was good. Um, hi, Tony. Today we're doing the East region. Tony, like usual, I, this this region threw me in that um, it, it's the one that it, it just sort of like, it's sort of like the hazy IPA corner of our bracket last year. It made me realize that I will have to come up with another calculation as to how we do the final four. Because um, <laughs> I could not do an East region without having producers of New England IPA. That would be stupid, I guess, yeah. is the only way I can say it. There's, that you would not be able to do that. Um, so uh, just made me realize I, can't, I won't be able to do this, the final four, with untapped ratings. Uh, and I like it that way. I like that we switch up the parameters a little bit for the final part of it. But it's um, it just this stuff gets way way thrown out of whack. So, I mean, some some of you might view that as a hint. I don't mean that as a hint to Tony. I don't think it's going to change anything here. It's just a matter of it being totally. Uh, it's just wacky. So, so anyway, we got uh, just like usual. I got sixteen of the biggest, best, baddest breweries. East Coast, some of your some favorite legends are in here. Some of the newbies are in here, but not too new. Um, some of the classics are in here as well. Uh, could not leave, you know, you just can't leave New England style IPA out of the New England East region because they just all fucking make it. Yep. So this region, I pretty much decided arbitrarily would cover uh, essentially the the eastern seaboard north of the Mason Dixon line. Uh, so. This this pretty well covers you from uh, from Maine down to Virginia, I would say. And uh, we'll just kick it off here with our first round, uh, our one versus sixteen matchup. Tony, these are uh, uh, I'm actually going to pull up a doc here so I can record the breweries that you pick because that would be stupid if I did not do that. Um, <laughs> So the first round matchup is between the number one seed in this bracket, which is Treehouse Brewing uh, of, uh, I guess, Massachusetts, Boston area, Massachusetts. New England. Let's just say New England. Sure. Mostly Massachusetts. And then um, number 16 seed, a mega player in the history of beer. It's Sam Calagione and Dogfish Head. 
Dogfish head, you are gone. This isn't even close. Um, You're out. Rip for you guys. Treehouse is through. Yep. Tony brings you to the 8-9 matchup. I'm not sure. How, you're familiar with at least one of these breweries. I'm not sure how familiar you are with our 8-seed, which is Lawson's Finest Liquids. Oh. Lawson's Finest Liquids makes the bright yellow can of Sip of Sunshine a delicious, fantastic beer. Now, did you visit this at some point? Or I believe mm-hmm. it was a part of our show at one point. I have a. I would absolutely love to visit this place. It's in Vermont. Oh, I know. Uh, why. I have had their beer. Um, I have drank their beer. It's awesome. I found it in a grocery store and drank it at a hotel. It was great. It, back in the day, um, there was a BYO um, edition, and it was all about this new fancy style New England IPA. And of course, it For did sure, yeah. um, Hill Farmstead, it did Hedy Topper, and other one was Lawson's Finest Liquor. Well, this shit's good. Sip of sunshine, double sunshine, all kinds of great stuff at Lawson's. You take on the nine seed, uh, the disgraced, um, but also, unfortunately, it does make lovely beers, uh, Tired Hands of the Philadelphia area, Ardmore, Pennsylvania, I think. So Tired Hands and their creep uh, owner and or Lawson's Finest Liquids, and uh, I really don't know anything about their owner, so very well could be a creep, but I'm not going to defame his name. I'm sure, he's a perfectly nice man. I'm going to Vermont. go with the Australian bush poet. We'll go with Lawson's finest to get that win. There you go, Lawson's. Yep. Next up, the five twelve. The everybody loves this one. Always, always, everybody loves picking an upset here. The five seed is other half of Brooklyn. You know them well here. Twelve seed. Is the soon to come to Vegas, by the way, uh, with their own like franchised pub because they're in this business. Voodoo, Voodoo Brewing of somewhere in Pennsylvania. Um, they uh, they make some like flagship beers, but I would say they're best known for making um, some fucking fire barrel aged stout. They make absolutely killer barrel aged beer over at Voodoo. So. Other half or voodoo? You got five twelve. I've got other half. Other half. Maybe it's my familiar. Familiar. You know what I mean. I'm familiar with them. For fuck's sake, uh, <laughs> it's just one of those words that's got stuck in my brain, and now I can't actually say the word that I'm going for. Brew, brewery. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Familiar, familiarity. That's the yeah, word I was looking for. Thank you. So. Listen, like a lot of things in life, it requires a lot of tongue work, and you and I maybe aren't the <laughs> ideal uh, folks for that. Huh? Uh, next up, in the 413 matchup, this one really hurts to say this. But I have number four is The Veil. We were just talking about them. I just drank that fucking awesome IPA from them. Richmond, Virginia. And the 13 seed, God, it's, I was sweating having to write this down. 13 seed is Allagash of Portland. Tony, you know why I had to make them the 13 seed? Because they're most famous, most popular, selling by a mile beer is their all-time classic wit beer. One of the finest beers made in America, not only now, but ever. And um, it's uh, I'm sure it has like a 3.6 rating or something. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it does, but I'm just that's just a guess. So, um, so the Veil or Allagash 413. Um, 
this one I'm going to pick the upset again, I think, because mm. I know um, Allagash so well. I'm, I know that beer is underrated, but they also do other quality things. So I'm going yeah, to go cool, The Cool with the Shippers Sergum series, yep. Curio. Um, I think you think Rob Todd is listening to this, and you just want to get brownie points. Absolutely. Some brownie points from Rob Todd. Name though. And next up, uh, the three fourteen. Uh, three number three is mentioned of Tony. It's the Alchemist. Uh, the Alchemist are makers of what else? Heady Topper, Focal Banger, uh, uh, Focal Banger, many other nice IPAs, and uh, they make some stout and they make lager too. They make some nice beers over there in Vermont. Uh, and and actually, I, this is a funny story. I, I get in the elevator in DC. And there is some ladies in the elevator with me who I think might have been at the same conference as me. I couldn't, I didn't recognize them or anything. They're just holding cans of Heady Topper, and I'm like, okay, I have to ask you, where where are we drinking Heady Topper? And they're like, oh, I have a secret stash of it. And I'm like, shit, all right. Well, <laughs> see ya. Um, Mama. Both Alchemist, and then the 14 seed is from, I think, Framingham, Massachusetts, Jack's Abbey. So Jack's Abbey makes Ooh. lots of delicious lagers. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jack's Abbey, yep. but they've popped up uh, uh, quite a bit. And uh, they're, they're very tasty lager beers. So 314 Alchemist or Jack's Abbey. I have to go with Alchemist. Like two absolute monsters. Alchemist. Great, two great breweries. All these are great breweries, honestly. I mean, well, they should be. The Dogfish Head, yeah. Dogfish Head, we give some shit to, but uh, they've made good beer for <laughs> for going on three decades now. So, not bad. Right, next up, uh, the six eleven C uh, game. So number six, I have Trillium uh, of Boston, makers yep. of hazy IPA and sour beer. And the 11 seed, Evil Twin, New York City. Yeppie, Yarnet, Bergso's very own. Now, the thing with Evil Twin is they like to push everything, so therefore they don't get through. I think there's going to be just too much to bring them down. Um, Treehouse. Oh, sorry, Trillium. Um know what they're doing. They push out the same hazy um, quality all the Point, time. Congress Street, punch it out. Yep. It's good. A little bit of sour beer, a little bit of wild beer every once in a while. That's sort of their MO. Occasional sugar stout. Um, next up, the 710. It's an all-main matchup here. Uh, number seven is Bissell Brothers. Ooh. Number 10 is the beloved main beer company, makers of lunch, dinner, other one, and Titus, many yummy beers. I actually drank a lunch at uh, Church Key and lunch served at the, and they have that, they have one of them tap, or those keg fridges that puts a beer out at the perfect temp, Tony. Yep. So it's like the flux capacitor thing where it's like, this beer was poured at exactly 48 degrees. <laughs> God damn, this shit tastes awesome. It was so good, so... Bean Beer, uh, who makes, I'd say New England style IPA, but with a, it's it's definitely not hazy really at all. Yep. And then um, Bissell Brothers, who's making you know, clouds. <laughs> 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 Whatever. The, sub, the substance, you know. 
710, who you got? Battle of Portland. Bissell, get the uh, nod here. I don't think this one's particularly close. I think you may have Bissell Brothers a little bit low in your rankings. All right. You like him. All right. And the 215, uh, hey, it's the highway I live by. Uh, the matchup is uh, Hill Farmstead. You know Hill Farmstead. Yep. 2C Hill Farmstead. Sean Hill. Also, maybe like he's a creep. But beers, no, that hasn't seemed to change his beer sales at all because I think people are still beating down the door for Anna and everything. And then the 15 seed victory. Victory Brewing Ooh. of Pennsylvania. Makers of Prima Pills. Which they had on Sidepour Faucet at Church Key. I didn't actually get one because there were too many other loggers for me to try, but Prima Pills on Sidepour Faucet probably fucking rocks. Um, yep, but I, the creep gets beer. through. Creep. Um, Sean, through. Um, you got uh, Hill Farmstead. Okay. I do have Hill Farmstead. Here you go. Here's how you did in those first eight matchups. You picked Treehouse over Dogfish Head. Not how many close. That was... Correct, and it was not even close. Uh, Dogfish Head is leaving with a respectable for a legacy brewer like that 3.84. The 8.9, you chose Lawson's Finest Liquids over Pennsylvania's Tired Hands. Got that one right. Tony, nice job. Lawson's is through. I didn't have much confidence in that, I've got to say. Tired Hands is leaving with a 4.1. A good rating for a nine seed. Uh, you picked other half over Voodoo. You got that one, nailed it. Other yes. half is through. We're on chalk so far. Other half, uh, or sorry, Voodoo is out. 0.96 for Voodoo, the 12 seed. You picked the big upset, Allagash, over yeah. Richmond's, the Veil. Sadly, you went a little too bold with that one. Uh, Vale goes through. Allagash is out. That um, Allagash leaves with a highly uh, disrespectful 3.88 yep. overall rating because of the offensive rating of Allagash White, which uh, every time I look at it, it makes me more and more angry. And uh, in the three fourteen matchup, you picked the Alchemist. You nailed it. That was an easy one, I think. Jack's Abbey is yep. out with a, th- a sad three point seven seven. Why? Jack's Abbey's good. Got to try some of their stuff. They make great hoppy loggers too. You picked Trillium over Evil Twin. You nailed that one, Tony. Exactly right. Uh, Evil Twin does leave as an eleven seat. A tough matchup for them. They really kind of got screwed here. Yep. They're an 11 seed. They have a 4.11. Jesus. Evil Twin New York City with a big time rating. Um, but still get edged out by Trillium. Nice matchup there. Uh, the 710, you picked Bissell over 10 seeded Maine. You hit that one on the head. Uh, Maine is out with a 4.04. More than respect. It's a great rating for them, yeah. And then you picked Hill Farmstead over Victory. You hit that one on the head, too. Uh, Victory goes uh, goes home. 3.67 for Victory. It's actually the lowest of all of them. Uh, well lower than Dogfish Head. I actually thought uh, despite that might making be the case. One, one of the best beers in the country. 
in in pregnant pills. So yep. But even that gets the brakes dang. I think it has a three. I think it has below a three and a half. Yep. Not kidding. Uh, hold on, we're gonna look at this. Uh, Ema. Three point four five. Just ridiculous. That's so that's embarrassing for America. I think I think uh, America you lift your game. Up. Yeah, we've been saying that for coming on two hundred fifty years, um, three hundred years. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Round two. All right, let's buckle down here. It's getting crazy. This it's this region man. is the easily the most nuts one here. All right, one seed, Treehouse, eight seed, Lawson's Finest Liquids. Who you got through, Tony? Treehouse, get through. House, all right, next up. Four seed, The Veil, five seed, Other Half. Oof. Other Half. It's a battle right there. Other you half. Like, you like Other Half. Okay. I'm going to be there next month. I'll tell you if they live up to it. I mean, I've already been there. They're pretty sweet. <laughs> All right, this is a this is a nice one here. The uh, three seed, the Alchemist, and the six seed, Boston's Brillium. These are like this is like dad and dad and son right here a little bit. Oh, Hedy Topper, Hedy Topper, and Congress Street. Hedy Topper, get the win. John gets the win. That's the thing. I, I think I would have picked the same way too. Is Eddie Topper has such a? It has the halo effect, right? The um, yep. zombie dust effect. Perfect choice, yeah. actually. That is the exact beer to. Yeah, perfect. Love that analogy. Yeah. All right, and then the last one here is uh, boy. This is just tough for Bissell Brothers, who really are a great brewery. They're just running right up into Hill Farmstead. Doing the seeding for this really was difficult to set up anybody for any success. It's total free for all. This here. might so be Bissell Brothers Seven Seeds to Seed Hill Farmstead. I'm going to go with my creep bias, and therefore, I think Bissell Brothers get the huge upset. This is where you start to see some upsets in this bracket, right. in this round. I hope I've gone like the right it. way. Right. I like it. That's a good one. That's a fun one. Hi, right, Tony. You picked Treehouse over Lawson's. That was that was a that ended up with a clear win there. So uh, Lawson's uh, with a four point one three is out. That was it. There was a clo- they had a close matchup with Tired Hands who had a four point one. That was a three hundredths of a point win for them. Uh, you got you chose other half over the veil, the five over the four. Yep, and you got that right, Tony. Nice Woo. job. Uh, the veil is out with a four point one seven. You picked the alchemist over trillium. This one was tough. This one is tough, but Tony, the alchemist made it. You got that one right. Trillium is out. The four point two six overall wow. brewery rating. Four p- and then, wow. <laughs> then you picked uh, you picked Bissell with the upset over Sean Hill. Is it really Sean Hill? Is I th- wasn't Sean Hill a quarterback? 
is. Okay, he's not, he's not a Sean E. Hill. All right, he was a quarterback too. Okay, so if you type Sean Hill, you get Sean Hill Hill Farmstead, Sean Hill quarterback. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, Sean Hill, the uh, probable creep, and Bissell Brothers, Tottenham fan, Bissell Brothers. Um, yeah, you chose Bissell Brothers. Sadly, Tony, uh. cr- the creep wins out. Uh, Hill Farmstead goes through. Bissell Brothers is out with a four point one six. Okay. Call that a, a side effect of making too much delicious lager. Now, speaking um, of Tottenham Hotspurs and nothing that's really related to Tottenham Hotspurs other than the fact that I think the episode that's coming to Australia at least is going to be filmed coming to in, Australia. Yeah. in their parking lot. Have you been watching the new series of Top Chef? No, I haven't. I have to do that now. I know you've been busy, All right. but you can stream it. Bravo stream every right, week. I'll get, get in there. No problem. I love Top Chef, so it doesn't bug me. Just a heads up. It's hey, a Tony. worldwide edition, so it's Top Chef Shit. France, Top Chef Canada, um, and a few of the American runners-up and winners. Buddha's in there, so we get some Australian representation. Tony, it gets hairy here at the end, so this oh, is going to yeah. be an interesting run down here. Four breweries left. It's Treehouse, Hill Farmstead, <laughs> The Alchemist, and Other Half. Those are our four <laughs> breweries left. Monsters. Well, in one so case, yes. First, Monster. <laughs> first, first one up, Treehouse, Other Half. Sorry, Other Half, Treehouse. Uh, Running into a buzzsaw. Yep. Climb up that ladder. You've climbed a long way, other half, but you haven't got as high as the top level of Treehouse. All right. Uh, next up, the other side here, Bill Farmstead, two seed, three seed, Alchemist. We're all Vermont here. Alchemist, the Halo... Factor plays for me. That's why I'm going okay. to take them. I'm not sure if I were to get these two right who I would take in the final, but I think the halo effect carries you a long way. And, like, the original that is still hardly beaten, it's hard to fault. Hey, right, Tony. Treehouse and other half. Pick Treehouse. Got it. Other half. Leaves 4.23 for other half. Mm, and on amazing. the bottom of the bracket, you, you had the two and the three. Yep. You picked the alchemist, the three. They got it. They go through. Uh, Hill Farmstead is out 4.32. Hill Farmstead. I thought I was meant to so do the these two rounds together. Oh yeah, I am. You are. Oh well. Well, we're gonna do this. We'll do this last one, anyways. It doesn't really doesn't matter. matter. I got them both so right. Got them both right. Last one is this is to go to the final four. It's Treehouse and the Alchemist. One versus three. We got. I don't have the upset. The one seed gets through. Your amazing ability to handicap these beers has shone through. Treehouse for the advancement. To the final four. 
Essentially, you're not doing untapped ratings for the final four anymore. Would yep. you like to take a guess at Treehouse's final rating? See if you can do a total on it like you do like Super Bowl betting. 4.33. All right. You are right. Treehouse does win the bracket on the east side. Uh, the Alchemist is the one that ends up with a 4.33. <laughs> That's Because Treehouse finishes up with a 4.34. A single <laughs> hundredth separates wow. the two. And just as for a, a note, Bill Farmstead with a 4.32. For the top. I just have to give it up for me. That was a pretty amazing effort, this bracket. I nice, nice work. You got, you got, uh, how many of these? You only got two wrong. <laughs> Seven, and 12, 13. This will give you the, uh, the rating number because you were within a hundredth. Um, now, uh, can you, nice work, Tony. You, from, uh, you killed me on that one. From the other brackets that we've completed, can you give me the scores? For those now that we we have to do it a different way, I can. All right. So the um, since we have since we will have to do it a different way, this is and and the reason be you'll know the reason why we can't do it this way once I immediately tell you what these numbers are. So the Midwest winner was Toppling Goliath, point one five. Yep. Um, for fuck's sake, they make Assassin, for God's sake. You know, you'd think that beer would have, like, the most insane ratings. And then uh, the West region winner was Russian River. Oh, I bought some Pliny this weekend, by the way. Um, Russian River with a 4.17. So, um, even if I hadn't given those to you, yeah, just the numbers I was saying for the losers would have thrown the whole shit yep. a whack. I mean... The East Coast stuff is is so wild. Remember, I mean, the number six seed in the West was Freem, 3.91. That would have been, like, the, almost one of the worst. The Firestone Walker, 3.94. They made the final four of the the region. I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's wild. So, we're going to have to come up with something else. I don't know what that is, but I will come up with something else. Um... Figure it out, Tony. We'll, we will we'll sort it. But uh, there you go. So treat right now. Our our we got Treehouse. Just just massive, massive, massive breweries. Treehouse, Russian River, Topland Goliath. As we await the fourth side of the bracket, which will be the South region. Um, what do I mean by South? Uh, I'm going to say that it's um, the South of the Mason Dixon line. East of Texas. How about that? I'll take your word I'm for good. it. I'm good. I sort of <laughs> know perfect. where you are, but like the Mason Dixon line is just something that pops up in pop culture for me. I really don't know where it is on a map. Got to be honest. Draw, draw a line. Draw a line uh, west from Virginia, and you'll pretty much get there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's just everything south of pretty much everything south of Virginia. Uh, all right. Tony, it was, uh, you know what, that was a fun one. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, the bracket game is one of my favorite things to do. 
and it does take forever, so I do love the amount of content it gives us. Uh, why, why don't we close this thing up? Why don't you tell people where they can find us? They can find us in a number of places. Untapped. I actually put some untapped work in this week, so that's where you can find mm. us. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. You, of course, are a monster, and you're always checking in beers, or at the very least, you're being tagged in beers by other people. Uh, and you're Griff AD you on Untapped. Um you can find us on Ko-Fi. We are, of course, I've gotten rid of... Right, buy us a, yep. us a nice cup of coffee. Uh, send us a tip on Ko-Fi. It's uh, ko-fi.com slash pod, I believe. Well done. Um, and, of course, don't forget us on Instagram, Griff. Oh, yeah, beer engine pod, beer engine pod, beer engine pod on Instagram. That's right. Yep. And also, you can send us an email. If I had it on hand, I would give you that email. For some reason, I Engine have show it. at show at gmail.com, Tony, if you would like to chat to us over email. Enjoy our Discord. Like I said, it gets easier all the time. You can join our Discord by merely uh, navigating your mouse uh, uh, cursor to the little um, Discord video game controller logo. Clicking on it, and it will bring up a little dialog box that says, Griff, Griff AD, that's me, guys, has invited you to join the Beer Engine Virtual Pub. You can accept this delightful invite. And hell, if you wanted to donate to us, there's a little dollar sign at the bottom of our website. You can just do it there because it's ko-fi.com slash podcast. I actually said it wrong. <laughs> so um, you can just donate uh, it there. Thanks to all of our fans, by the way, who have made, we've had 60 total uh, donations, which is awesome. So thanks, guys. That's pretty nice of all of you. Wow. Um, it actually might cover up our cover. What are our hosting fees? Whatever uh, that is, it'll get close. Excellent. But that's... Tony, I mean, I have to send you some, I have to send you some money. <laughs> that's what that means. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll right, sort guys. that out. We'll talk Very about good. that off air. If anybody's still well, listening, let's bring everybody into the treat. world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, guys. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.